everyone, and welcome to the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. We are so excited that all of you are joining us today. My name is Isaac. Hey, everyone. I'm Kayla. Thanks for joining in. Hey, I'm Crystal. And today we are going to be jumping in to session four of Truth One as we discover that God knows my story. So this week, kids and preschoolers are going to be jumping into John 4, the story of how Jesus met a Samaritan woman. And we are going to see that God knows us because he knows our story from very beginning to the very end. He knows everything about us. Okay, so as we are preparing for this week, um, one thing that we always kind of talk about as a team, kind of like we have very different eating habits, okay? So, (laughs) Crystal, you are out on Mm. the West Coast, so you guys have some amazing culinary delights over here. Kayla and I, we're over here in the Nashville area. So, we're going to play a quick game, and we're going to try to guess what the person to our right had for breakfast that morning. Okay. This morning, so, like today, today, oh, yes, today. Okay. This is fun because I had something that is very different than what I normally have for breakfast. Oh so I'm excited. Oh All right. My. So in that case, okay. uh, Crystal, Kayla yes. is to your right. She so is. can so can you guess what Kayla had for breakfast this morning? Well, it's kind of terrible because she just said she had something very different. Um, <laughs> I would have guessed that Kayla's normally like maybe a, a yogurt and granola or like yogurt and a cup of coffee type girl. Um, she had something very different. I already know for sure she had leftover pasta for lunch. So I'm going to guess it wasn't leftover pasta for breakfast. That's true. It's true. Um, so I am going to go out on a limb and say that you had um, a Jamba Juice smoothie. Ooh, I, I do like Java juice smoothies. So that's a great idea. Um, Crystal, you know me very well. Like almost every <laughs> breakfast meal is coffee and then yogurt with fruit and granola. Like that is just where I am at right now. And I get stuck in rhythms where I just eat the same thing over and over. But recently I got some kids cereal um, for dinner and so I like to play a game sometimes where I get like two different kinds of like kids cereal and just pretend like I'm five years old and then I mix the cereals together and so I had one of those cereals had a kid cereal for breakfast and it was a good time. Crystal I never would have guessed that. I I wouldn't have either and I just have to say if Kayla's dentist is listening to this I hope he'll give her or she'll give her a hard time. Because it's probably fair. It's probably fair. Nice. Okay, Kayla, you are up. What do you think I had for breakfast this morning? What did you have for breakfast this morning? Um, let's see. Man, this is so hard. I want I want to ask questions like, did you eat breakfast at home? Did you eat breakfast out? Or did you eat breakfast in your car? Like these are important (laughs) questions that would give me insight into what you had for breakfast this morning. I'm going to go with some kind of like breakfast burrito, Ooh. egg, chorizo, some some kind of situation like that. Can, I'm jealous I, of that breakfast <laughs> that you I, just I, described. I want to like guess. I want to guess about Isaac because I had a conversation with him recently. Did you have overnight oatmeal? No. So I forgot to make. So normally almost every morning I do have overnight oatmeal and I forgot. I was so tired last night. I forgot to make it. So I stopped for a bagel and coffee. Bagel and coffee. Plain yes. bagel, so on my right? way in, Plain I did bagel. stop for a bagel. Yes. Oh, bagel. Everything right. bagel. 
always everything bagel. Yeah, right. I would not have guessed that. Okay. So, good. Nice. All right. You're up, Isaac. What do you think oh, I had? this is tough. Okay. Crystal. She's given me nothing. I'm trying to like stare her down <laughs> right now to see if she'll give me a hint. Maybe there's will, like something I, I on her desk. I will give you a hint. I have the same thing for breakfast every day. Do you really? I do. Ooh. Okay, so I feel like if it's an everyday thing, do you like make your own? I feel like you make your own smoothies. Do you make your own smoothie with like maybe a little bit of fruit, but also you have like a pre-made something or another that you mix in with it? You give me way too much credit, Isaac. First <laughs> off, I don't even own a blender. Um, <laughs> no, and I'm very not right. I, but it's a liquid because literally I have a cup of coffee. I don't really eat breakfast. I have a cup of coffee this morning. I was going to say, morning. I don't it think you eat breakfast. No, it was an Americano this morning. I just, I'm really not hungry until lunchtime. But by lunchtime, I'm famished. But yeah, I usually just have a cup of coffee every morning. Okay, very nice, very nice. <laughs> All right, so we didn't do great <laughs> with knowing. Actually, Crystal, you did the best, knowing that at least Kayla has the like yogurt every yeah, morning. So that's true. I think yeah, I did you good did pretty with well. you too. I did good with you too because I know what you normally have. You do. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal pays knows attention. as well. Yes. When the, the other, the rest of us, we don't pay attention. We need very to pay well. attention better. Okay. It's fine. Well, this week we are going to be talking about knowing our story and how God knows our story. So we're going to be checking out this story about how Jesus met the Samaritan woman. And as we jump into the story, some of you may be a little apprehensive or maybe thinking, "Ooh, this is this is an interesting story to start on the fourth week." So, Kayla, would you mind diving in a little bit deeper of why are we telling the story of the Samaritan woman this week? Yeah, I think it's so great to start with this conversation because it's kind of the elephant in the room, right? This is a sensitive story um, about how Jesus met a Samaritan woman, and he knew everything about her and the the things that were happening in her life. The relationships that she was having, you know, she meets Jesus and Jesus says, go get your husband. And she tells Jesus, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. You don't. And like the guy you're living with now is not your husband. Um, so it's kind of a sensitive issue, sensitive story for kids and preschoolers. So we may be wondering why here? Like, why, why are we going here to talk about how Jesus knows our story? And I think it's really important as we think about preparing our hearts and preparing um, ourselves to teach this story this week that we that we're reminded of the the really the key point here is that Jesus knew this woman's story. He knew every part of her story. He knew the things that she was proud of and the things she wasn't proud of. Right? She's coming to this well in the middle of the day when the hottest part of the day when no one else is coming to the well, and that is where she meets Jesus. Um, and so really, it's it's valuable for us as we think about how we're going to tell this story, the points that we're going to emphasize, the points we're not going to emphasize. We will always want to be age appropriate, especially with kids and especially with our preschoolers. And the point of the story, as you watch the Bible story videos, as as we as we look into that is that Jesus knew this woman's story. He knew everything. He knew the th the broken parts of her. He knew her shame. He knew the things that she was trying to hide. And that's really 
important because kids do the same thing. We do the same thing. Mm-hmm. When someone asks us our story, we tell the good parts, right? We oh, yeah. don't tell the messy, hard parts of our story to strangers. Um And I think in the same way, this is a relatable aspect for kids and preschoolers to understand and have a tangible example in Scripture where Jesus knew every part of this person's story, even the things that she wasn't proud about and didn't want to talk about. And he loved her. He saw her. He knew her story and he loved her. So I think that's those are really the key points that we want to lean into this week as we teach the story. I love that. And I especially love that as this is such a relational resource for kids, for preschoolers, but also for the volunteers, that it's so important for either you as a Kidman leader or you as a volunteer to know the stories of the people around you. And we can't assume that we know everything about these kids. We can't assume that we know where they are coming from, what has gone on in their life. There are so many things. I I love the kind of children's ministry uh, mantra that there's no secret. There's only secrets until you ask for prayer requests. Mm-hmm. But the idea that we don't understand what these kids are coming from, and we don't want to assume that because we want to reach kids where they are. We want to show that same love that God has shown each and every one of us, the same love that uh, Jesus showed to this Samaritan woman. We want to show that to the kids that are coming in. So Crystal, I want to ask you, as you are looking to maybe you as a volunteer in your children's ministry um, to prepare for this week or um, talking to some of the volunteers that you're also volunteering with, how would you say preparing for this story, preparing for this lesson to teach kids how it's important for you as a volunteer? Yeah, you know, I think that one thing that all of us that are working with kids, whether you are um, the kids director or you're a classroom volunteer, even if you're a parent or grandparent, raising one of these kids is that there is so much power in God knowing our stories, that God knows our stories, but Jesus loves us anyways. God knows our stories and Jesus loves us anyway. Um, We need to come to terms with our own stories and come to terms with them in a way that we can share them with kids because we know kids don't need to hear everything about us. But let's look at ourselves, our own, our own testimonies, our own examples of where we have seen that incredible, incredible, relentless love of the Lord. And let's be able to share that with kids. We don't just want to tell them about this woman and how Jesus came to her, knows her story and loves her anyways. But let's find a way to share with kids. Hey, you know what? I have things in my story that are hard. I have things in my story that I might have made a bad choice, or even I have something in my story that happened to me. And it's amazing for me to know that Jesus loves us anyway. Um, as we were preparing to talk about this, I was thinking about one of my favorite verses. This is uh, 2 Corinthians 1 6. Paul writes, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort. And I think about the fact that those hard things that we go through, Jesus doesn't just love us in them. 
but he then is able to love other people through our testimonies of his love for us. We know that this woman went back to her village and she's like, come and meet a man who told me everything about myself. And they all wanted to go and meet Jesus because of her testimony of sharing about how God knew her story. We get to do that too. When we tell kids, this is how God knows my story. And isn't it amazing that he loves me? Isn't it amazing what he's done? So I would encourage every volunteer, every ministry worker, every parent that is listening to this right now is think about your own story, your own example, your own testimony of God's faithfulness in your life. And how can you share that in a kid-friendly way? And you will be amazed at how God will use that with a kid and saying, like, God knew this, this woman in scripture and, and, and Jesus knows your story. Like, he knows my story too, and he loves me the same way. I just think that's so cool. I agree. I think that's really, really strong. Um, and it just, it reminds me as as we're preparing for this Sunday and thinking about how we share um, this Bible story and connect it for kids to how God knows my story for preschool, how God loves me. Mm. Um, I think it's so valuable to just sit for a minute in our own stories and just be reminded um, of the parts of our stories that we may not be proud of and how Jesus sees that, how he Mm -hmm. knows that and how he loves us. And it just reminds me of the, just the grace and the magnitude of God's love for us to fully see us, to fully know us. Um, you know, we think about Adam and Eve and how they try to tried to hide from God and God knew them. Um, and in the same way, the Samaritan woman like tries to just show the, the happy parts, um, you know, and, and Jesus gets to, to the real deep parts really quickly. Um, and it's just a reminder that God knows everything about us. There's no hiding with God, Mm -hmm. right? There's no mask that we're putting on with God. There's nothing that we have to clean up or to make ourselves better, to make ourselves presentable, to come before God. He knows everything about us. And he looks at us and says, I know you. I see you. I love you. I'm coming for you. Uh, And I just think that's really helpful reminder as we prepare our own hearts for this Sunday or this Wednesday night to be thinking about how we are known and loved by God and how each kid that we are are sharing this with knows God or is known by God um, and how he knows every part of their story. Yeah, that's so true. And one more thing I want to like continue with that is the transformative property that that um, being known by God had on her life mm-hmm. and how transformative, transformative that is for a kid, for a preschooler, mm-hmm. because we don't want them to just be known and say, all right, God knows every time I mess up. Mm-hmm. But instead, we want them to be known and to know God in a way that they're going to go out and they're going to be a witness, just like this woman was. They're going to go out and say, hey, this is the God who knows me. And I want to tell you all about him. Mm -hmm. And that might not be this week for some of these kids, but this might be that first moment where they get to hear, hey, a big God knows me. The one and only God knows me so much that he wants to be near me and that he loves me and that I'm known by him. And that's exciting. Yeah. You know, Isaac, um, 
as somebody who I know is still like every week you're working with kids, uh, I think you're probably going to be working, doing this lesson on Sunday, actually. <laughs> Since you guys do high <laughs> oh, five. Yeah. Um, so when you think about like kids understanding that Jesus knows their stories, like how, how would you say that this connects to the idea of how this can impact the identity of a child, like both their identity now, and then even thinking about them beyond our kids ministry, beyond student ministry, like how does this, knowing that no, God knows our stories and loves us anyway, how can this impact identity? For sure. This is so important for kids because so many of them feel overlooked. So many of them feel like they are in this kind of limbo moment of their life where they are, are they the football star? Are they the soccer mm-hmm. star? Are they the drama? Are they the person in the limelight? Are they the bookworm? Like so many times we give these attributions to these kids and they hold on to them and they hold on to them for longer than sometimes we would even like. I remember uh, growing up, someone told me something about myself and I held on to that until through I was through high school and it was just a one-off comment but when we get to look at a child and say hey you are known by the God who made you that's something that they can take to heart that's something that they can live out and they are no longer just the person who plays sports just the person who sings just the person who does art but they are actually made for a purpose by a God who loves them mm. so even though right now they might not go out they might go around and say hey I am known by God and proclaim it from the rooftops that's what we want but more importantly in their heart when they are given that attribution of being known by God that's something that they will hold on now now as they go out into their week, but when they're growing up and they're 16, 17, 18, they're no longer just a Christian or they are no longer someone who goes to church, but instead they are someone who is actually known by God, who mm-hmm. has a relationship with him and they and a God who not only just knows them, but has a plan for them mm-hmm. that loves them and wants to see them glorify him in an amazing way. Yeah. Yeah, Isaac, I I love that. And as you were talking, it it reminded me of something that I've read recently about talking about the gospel and kids' identity and our identity um, that I think is relevant to this conversation. So the the questions around how how does God know us? How does God know our story? Um, I feel like kids often have this conversation where they ask the question internally or even verbally of who am I? Um, And they tie it back to something that has to do with a regret, a shame, a fear, a worry and anxiety. Mm. Um, So for example, like who am I? Well, I am not in control, but I want to be. And so the things that I experience, the fruit of my life, that worry, that anxiety, that fear, that the root of that is my identity. Who am I saying that I am? I am not in control, but I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So then the question will become like, well, then who is God? If I'm not in control, but I want to be, then what You know, what, what has God done? That must mean that God has stopped loving me. Mm. If I'm not in control, then that must mean that God has lost control of what's going on. I need to take control. So then therefore God must be unloving. He must be absent. He must be far away. Whereas if we flip that and we understand like we when we exchange that worry and that fear and that anxiety and that shame and speak what the Bible says is true about us of who am I? I am not 
shame, living in Mm -hmm. shame, living in a desire or a need for control. Mm -hmm. I am a child of God who can release control to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So then what has God done? Well, he is in control of everything and he is near me and he is with me. So it changes that identity conversation even from they're saying they're they're both identity conversations, but they're coming from, okay, what's this fruit in my life that I am experiencing and that I'm walking out? What is my story? Is my story one of shame and denial and anger and frustration and confusion? Or am I choosing my who my identity, who God says I already mm-hmm. am? Am I living in that identity and walking that out and choosing to hold fast to who God says he is and that influences who I think I am and then that in turn transforms how I live and what I do mm-hmm. because I know who I am in Christ. Yeah. And I I think a hope too would be that it also transforms how how we see but also how kids see each other. Um mm-hmm. you know like that that understanding of how like God knowing us so, so deeply and that what he says is true, not what we say is true, but what he says is true, that then when we look at other people, we we see them and we want kids to see them the way that God sees them, the way that God loves them, the way that God knows them, the way that I would say God labels them even versus what we would label them as, what the world would label them as, what they would even label themselves as. And so um, I think one of our hopes was with this is that as kids continue to be transformed by this truth of who they are, it's also going to transform how they look at those around them. That is fantastic. I know I am excited to be sharing this with kids and preschoolers this week, um, and I hope that you are as well. And as we close out this month, this is the last session of Zoom In, the last session of God Knows Me Inside and Out. We hope that you guys have had a fantastic month of this theme, but next week we will be having a new theme and we will be introducing Flipped, so you will not want to miss that. So if you have any questions or you just want to send us some pictures some fun stories from you using Hi-Fi. Be sure to jump into the Hi-Fi community on Facebook. We are answering questions there. We love interacting with you all there. And uh, next week, we actually might even have a question about the podcast that you may want to check out. So be sure to check us out there. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.